0: song ever get old no the answer is no that song never gets old
1: it never gets old listen i've here's the crazy thing about that is that you've heard it live i've seen it live four times and i've never seen it and you know it's a kind of a thing where i sit back and i it it pains me to say this josh but it is one of the greatest places to watch a football game. It yeah,
0: and I wouldn't know. I mean, I've seen it from the outside for five minutes.
1: Dude, I, I'm telling you, being in it, I've been in it on Thursday night, Sunday night. I've never seen it during the day. I've only been to night games at Lambeau, and we have tailgated at like eight o'clock in the morning to seven o'clock at night. From what, what night. I've heard there's no better place. It's, it's, it is very cool. But man, am I tired of this <laughs> flippin' football team, and I'm tired of you, and I'm tired of this. Okay, but he- Jeez, here's the please. thing, and, and
0: we're, we're going to jump in, you know, the rivalry roundtable. I promised you I was going to be nice. So I'm going to be nice. Okay? I would hope so from a guy who picked the Bears. I picked the Bears. I, you know, <laughs> Daddy came calling. We'll get into that. But hey, we're getting into week three here. Season two, week three of LR Weekly. Uh, the return of the live in-studio guest picker Yep. today. So we're excited about that. Uh, Absolutely. So make sure to hang around with that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Captain Planet, he's our hero, going to take pollution down to zero. Captain Planet joining us. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that story yeah. a, a little bit later. Anyways, um, do we just jump in? I mean, like, yeah, this week, I, Sunday in particular, might have been the most absolute crazy Sunday of football that I've seen in a long
1: time. Yeah, and I think, honestly. The, it just proves that no lead lead is safe in the NFL, um, and I, I have to say Vegas probably loved Sunday. Oh, they had to, the, and, and
0: I think if you look, there's that old saying, "It ain't over till it's over." You know, "It ain't over till the fat lady sings." <laughs> but man, did we have some collapses, and I think that has to be a huge storyline for the week is just how many multiple possession lead collapses there were across football. Yeah, and this
1: week. I, and my thing is, is you look at the three collapses, the Ravens, the Raiders, and the Browns, right? Which one of those was more hurtful to me is the one that you probably wouldn't think of, and it's the Browns, and this is why. All Nick Chubb has to do at the end of that football is game go is go down. Minute It hits the two minute warning. All you have to do is kneel the ball three times and the game's over. But instead, Nick Chubb scores a touchdown, which, if you're on the Brown sidelines, you're like, you know what? You know, okay. It's like you scored the touchdown. We're up two possessions. The Jets are out of timeouts. We're in good shape. But now after you watch this football game and you watch all the collapses that happened this weekend, anything can happen. And to me, the one that hurts the most if I'm sitting on one of those fan bases or even in the locker room or in the you know, the offices at the team headquarters, the one that hurts the most to me is the Browns and it's also because it's against a winnable it's a, a game that you are going to look back on. And if you don't make the playoffs, that's the one that's going to hurt. It was against the Jets.
0: It's against the Jets. And I think that that's the thing that you look at, too. First of all, in a shout-out to Scott Van Pelt. Joe Flacco! Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you're looking at a Jets team that they're not necessarily – I mean, they're one-dimensional. They're leading rusher only at 50 yards rushing. And, again, Mike, if you're Cleveland, that that is a game that you just – have to win the idea that with Jacoby Brissett as your starting quarterback, you could be sitting there at two and zero, and in all honesty, would have been in the lead for your division with everything else that went on. I, it's just mind blowing to me, and it's this idea that all right, situational awareness, one forty seven left, yeah, okay, Nick Chubb mm-hmm. if he goes down, but at the same time, like you have a. Two touchdown lead essentially, you, your defense has to be able to hold that. Right. The, the one that I might tend to look at, same division, but the Ravens. That that Ravens collapse. I mean, they got outscored by twenty five points yep. in the fourth quarter. Right. And you, if I look at this, it. It blows my mind at how you can go from a 35-14 game and it just pivots on an absolute dot. Yeah, and I think
1: that, you know, we talk about Charles' fins, right? Charles, you know, our guest picker, Charles Schmigel, said that he is a big believer in the Miami Dolphins. Guys, I think it's time to believe in Tua and the Dolphins with Waddle, with Tyreek Hill. Those are some dynamic playmakers on the outside.
0: And I think if you look at Miami, another important thing is how much a single offensive coordinator can change the outlook for a quarterback. You have that change, and now all of a sudden (laughs) Tua is performing. well. And let's just talk about this for a second, too. Think about you had Tua and you had Jalen Hurts on the same college team. Like, I just as a side note, you know, we're both college guys too. Let's talk about that Alabama team for a second. Right. But I this game, it started the first play of the game with Duvernay taking it back 103 yards. Right. So like it starts with such a bang. And then next thing you know, 28-7. Thirty-five, fourteen, or and but then I mean Tua just took over. Side note, confession time, confession time. Okay, I I had two on my bench this week for fantasy. I had two on my bench this week for fantasy, but it, it never in a million years would I have thought that Tua is going to go through have four hundred and sixty-one yards passing in Baltimore. Yeah, Never in a million years. Now, but here's the question. Are we starting to see Tua develop a little bit? Right.
1: And that's exactly it. And to me, this has more to say about the Dolphins than it does the Ravens. Yes, I know the Ravens defense really struggled there in the fourth quarter. You can't give up all those points at the end of the game like that. Mm -hmm. However... I think that the Dolphins are going to be a team to beat now, and I I think it's a team that we have to look at and say, do they have an actual shot of winning the East? And to me, yes, you have the Bills. I if you Bills Dolphins circle that game, what an offensive game that's going to be. Um, we the over in that game, yeah, please. W- whatever it is, take it
0: and, and the. We'll get into the bills in a second, but they're a wagon. Yeah. Anyways, um The other collapse. Boy, this one. This one was mind blowing to me from the stance of it really didn't seem like either team really wanted to win this football game. No. Um Cardinals and Raiders, and I go to the two point conversion that they <laughs> had to have at the end of regulation. I how kyler gets that ball off yeah i have no idea how he fits it through like on monday that's all got a group at school like we talk football all the time and that was kind of our consensus is like yeah it was an unbelievable throw but more importantly how does that ball get through i just i don't understand
1: yeah. but again and the two-point conversion before that, when he ran around and ran around. And, I and think, then he runs it in. Right. I love the, there was like, I think Barstool tweeted that it, Kyler Murray looked like he stole his mom's phone and was like running around trying to keep him away because he's just this little quarterback. And man, but he can make plays. Now all of a sudden, the Cardinals went from week one,
0: wow, they're bad, to okay. And I think that's the danger you get into if you overreact to week one. Right. Um, but, you again, here's a 23-7 game for a team at home. Yep. You're two touchdowns and two two-point conversions ahead. Now, here's what I'll say. If this is going to set the tone for the rest of the NFL season, please sign me up. Right. Like, that, you know, uh, Red Zone has the witching hours right. that they have. Both sets. The early window and the late window were just absolutely insane. Like, Scott Hansen might have the best job in all of sports for a guy not named Jim Nance. Jim Nance still has the best job.
1: Right. But, and the thing about these collapses were, it was all teams playing at home. Those are the games, again, you're going to look back on you and say, to we games. have to win those games. You know, these are all teams that can make the playoffs. Ravens, Raiders, Browns. Like, They're all teams that can make the playoffs, and they're all games that you had in the bag and you just needed to finish them, and they could not finish the football game. And
0: I think, you look at the Raiders in overtime, hold on to the football. Like, you have to hold on to the football. Costly turnovers. Not being able to field onside kicks. I mean, all of these different aspects that are just fundamental football. We're seeing that there wasn't a lot of fundamental football played. Um, I... It's just, it's a fascinating stat to me um, from this Raiders Cardinal game that I kind of like. The Raiders only had 80 yards rushing. If you want to win in the NFL, you have to be able to be a little bit more two dimensional. 19 carries for 70 yards for the right. Like, that's not okay. For you to only average, you know, three yards a carry for Josh Jacobs, he's got, you got to get more out of that. You look, Derek Carr was sacked one time, but Derek Carr also 25 of 39, two touchdowns, but only 252 yards like that's just not going to get the job done at home. But man, I like looking at teams who played at home, like, my biggest go-to on the whole week, anybody want to sign up to play the Buffalo Bills right now? No. That, I know there's a lot of hyperbole that goes out there. I get that. This Buffalo Bills team, no one circles the like wagon like the a Buffalo Bills. Bills. And, it's not just on the offensive side of the ball. It's a thing. Like, we knew that offense was going to be deadly. We knew. When you have Josh Allen and you have, you have, you have Josh Allen. I mean,
1: yeah, Stephon Diggs, three can touchdowns. We say,
0: can we say Josh Allen now is in that Brady Rodgers group? Can we say that? Like, I know, like, postseason, fine, okay. But can, can we move him there?
1: Um, I'm still a. He's good. I'm just waiting to see when the postseason success
0: starts. Right. And I get, and I get that that has to be part of it. But like you look at his line, twenty six to thirty eight, three hundred seventeen yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, that's about as perfect as you can be.
1: And the thing about the Buffalo Bills is, is they're not just an offensive juggernaut team. That defense, their defense flies around and makes plays too. This Bills team. To me, after week two, is the most complete football team in the NFL. Right now, there is no team that you want to see on your schedule less than the Buffalo Bills.
0: You Look, they only allowed 187 total yards. Now, granted, the Titans are in trouble. Their offensive line is in shambles. They've lost, I mean, they basically gave away two of what I would consider top 15 wide receivers in the NFL last offseason. And so now you're left with Derrick Henry, who, all right, you give Derrick Henry the ball 13 times, he only gets 25 yards. Right. Like he's averaging less than two yards a carry. That, to me, says that Derrick Henry's not right. Because prime, healthy Derrick Henry, he falls forward and gets you four yards a carry. But this Buffalo Bills defense, yep. now, does a lot of it have to do with it's at home? Probably, honestly, yes. But, at the same time, you put up 42 points. 41 points.
1: Right. And the next thing is, they put the Rams, the Super Bowl champs, in shambles in week one, opening night. So now... Remember I said, Bills, Dolphins, circle the game on your schedule. Bang. We get it. Week three, Sunday. Man, I just, man, I wish this was the Sunday night football game. What a game it would be. Bills, Dolphins, Sunday night football. It would just be fantastic. I'll take that over 49ers-Broncos. And I
0: think you look at what the Bills have done. Like you said, they beat the Bills, or they beat the Rams on the road. Okay, well... If you really want to consider SoFi home field for anybody, it's really not. But, fine, they went on the road beat the Rams. That's tough. That's cross country. Right. Ring night, banner night, that's tough. So, you beat the defending Super Bowl champion out of the NFC. Then, the next week, you turn around and take who was the one seed in the AFC last year, and you just smack them around, too. Right. Anyone who says that after week three that the buffalo bills are not the best team in the nfl is out of their minds. Yep, I would agree with that. 100%. Absolutely out of their minds. And they're fun to watch like that. Yes, that's the thing that really gets me is that they're not one dimensional. They play, they fly to the ball on defense. And I am a sucker for flying to the ball on defense. But if I'm the titans, I'm very very worried. Yeah, I think, I think it's time to panic. I think it's time to panic in Tennessee. And I think just up I-65. Oh, it's, it's a perfect time to panic. Like, Indy. Yep, so. First of all, can I ask you a question? Indy coaches, do you forget that you have the preseason favorite for MVP in your backfield?
1: Yeah, his name his name is Jonathan Taylor.
0: His name's Jonathan Taylor, and he's really, really good at football. Yeah, and they just the problem with the Colts
1: was they got away from it because they were losing. But to me, that's your bread and butter. That opens up the pass game. Now, the Colts didn't have Michael Pittman Jr., they were short on the wide receiver at end. But what I'm more worried about if I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan is your offensive line does not look good. And the bread and butter for the Indianapolis Colts is having a good offensive line being able to and that was the whole reason Matt Ryan was okay with going to Indianapolis. Oh, I'm going to be protected. He was in shambles on Sunday afternoon. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, if you're a Colts fan, that is one team you just despise. Yep. Nope. Go- you
0: can't win that.
1: No. And to me, All of a sudden, Josh, are you ready? Are you ready for my hot take of week three? Oh,
0: yes. Hit me with it.
1: The worst division in football is the AFC South. Has to be.
0: I mean, you look at the Texans who are abysmal. Right. And a lot of people
1: would say that the NFC South is the most worst. It's the worst division in football because, you know, Tampa Bay is not as good as advertised. And then you have... Saints, Panthers, Falcons. But to me right now, if you look at the AFC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars being first in that division, and then you have the 0-1-1 Texans, the 0-1-1 Colts, and the 0-2 Titans.
0: Right, and the thing about the Titans that gets me, and again, Mom, I'm sorry that we're having to go in on your football team like this. I really am. I feel bad. But the thing about the Titans is that, okay, like if you would have won week one, and beat the Giants at home, and then you go and you struggle in Buffalo. Okay, pretty much everyone who goes to Buffalo is going to struggle this year. I don't care what anyone says. Right, But the fact is you lose to the Giants. Now, listen, David's got the boys playing. He's got the boys buzzing. However, you can't back up a home loss to the Giants to get smacked on the road. Now, back to the Colts for a second. If you take a look at Jonathan Taylor's line. He has nine carries for 54 yards. Let's do some math. Christian, you teach math. On average, that is good for six yards a carry. Here's where it gets back. One of those carries went for 21 yards. So you do 54 minus 21. If my math is correct, which it is, that is 33 yards. So that is eight carries for 33 yards. Yep. You take that average. You are looking at only four yards a carry. For For Jonathan Taylor. For the possible MVP of the league at the beginning of the year. This is why you must get the man 20 to 25 touches per game. Because, and I hear, well, we're down, we have to throw the ball. Fine. Matt Ryan went 16 of 30 for three picks. His QBR was 6.2. You're telling me that you would rather air it out and trust Matt Ryan, who throws three picks, than give the ball to Jonathan Taylor? Everything there is set up by your run game, your play action game. Everything is set up by Jonathan Taylor. The man must get 20 to 25 carries a game because if he gets 20 to 25 carries, he's sitting in that 80 to 100 yard range every single day. And guess what? He's gonna break one. He's gonna break two. But guess what? You don't do that. And instead, you have Josh Allen in that Jacksonville defense who was just absolutely feasting on the pass rush all day. Matt Ryan never had a single chance to get comfortable. Panic, 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 panic if you're the Colts. Because seemingly what has happened is they say, oh, well, we have Matt Ryan. He used to be a really good quarterback. What's the key word that I just said? Used used to be. be. He had a whole lot more weapons in Atlanta than he has here in Indianapolis. Yeah, and it's a guy that's getting sacked five times.
1: That is not something that he expected to happen when he went to Indianapolis. Threw three picks, 195 yards, a quarterback rating of 34. Trevor Lawrence on the other side, 121. So now we also have to look at the Indianapolis Colts defense without Shaq Leonard. Okay, Shaquille Leonard. It's really hard for me not to sit, to go by the previous name and say Shaq Leonard. But without him, that defense is struggling. Okay, I think that's a big thing that we need to look at in Indianapolis. That defense is not as dominant so far. Now, you get Michael Pittman back. But who do you have to go and play this week? Kansas City. Loss. The Colts, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Twitter's calling for Frank Wright to get fired. Can you blame him? I cannot. However, this is not on Frank Wright. This is on upper management. This is on Jim Ursay for going and getting Matt Ryan as your quarterback. I get Matt Ryan. Oh, you know, we all thought, you know, he'll be successful. But if their offensive line is going to be like this, the Colts are not going to win football games.
0: But again, I and I hear what you're saying about it's upper management. But I also think some of that has to come back to play calling. Because why are they able to rush edge so hard and not have to worry about containing the outside edge? Why? Because they know they're throwing the ball.
1: Right. When you're only
0: giving Jonathan Taylor the ball eight times, what? there is absolutely nothing that's keeping that defense from saying, cool, putting six or seven guys in the box and then rushing four or five every single right. time. Exactly. There's nothing that's yeah. telling them not to do that.
1: So if you are the Colts, sorry, Crystal. Sorry, my wife. It is time to panic. If you are... A Titans fans, sorry Cindy it is time to panic. It's a perfect time to panic to quote the great movie Toy Story.
0: Now my question is being level headed here in our season preview show I said that I worried about the Cincinnati Bengals. I said that I worried that you might see a little 2019 Bears after they got figured out. Granted, overtime game against the Steelers. Should have won. Should have won. Missed field goals. Okay. Uh, You just lost to the Cooper Rush-led Dallas Cowboys. And I get, Burrow, nobody's panicking. Here's my thing, man. If by some chance... You lose to the Jets this weekend? Like oh, this we got season, trouble, my friend. Right here in River City, a capital T that rhymes with P. And that stands for pool, and that
1: stands for you're in trouble Bengals.
0: And, and I worry that if you look like there there was nothing there on Sunday for the Bengals.
1: And to me the most concerning part about the Bengals is was this newly revamped offensive line. We are going To protect Joe Burrow, we're going to keep him upright. That is not... six sacks. Right. He has been on his butt more than anything this season. And they're talking about keeping him healthy. That's not going to keep him healthy. That offensive line has been atrocious. Now, I agree with you. If, for some way, somehow, they go to New York and lose to the Jets this week... Might be time to panic in Cincinnati.
0: And my thing, too, you look at this Bengals defense. Okay, so you give up 20 points, and that, that doesn't sound horrible. But the problem is you gave up 337 yards to Cooper Rush. Yeah. 230 of that was through the air. Right. Cooper Rush. Right. Like, that. that's just – that is not a team because everyone's like, oh, well, you know, Bengals-Bills, we're set up for it again. Can you imagine if the Buffalo Bills played the Cincinnati Bengals right now? That would be a 35-point game. Right. And, and so you look at this team that had all this promise. You know, oh, well, they're setting up. This offense is so – you know, it's so innovative. It's so new. It's so exciting. Ah, uh, 254 yards against Dallas. Is not exciting, and the problem for the Bengals is that the team who they beat in the AFC playoffs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Guess what? We're still here. Like I, it, I just hear every single Kansas City fan who just keeps hearing all of this talk about the Bills. This preseason was the Bengals that. And all of these chief fans now are just looking at everyone and being, Did you forget about us?
1: Like I, I did. I wrote I didn't write them off, but I just thought there would be some sort of decline without
0: Tyreek Hill. But and, and I think there has been a little bit. Like if you look, they won this game with only 319 yards offense. So like that that's not great. But at the same time. What's the point of the game, Christian? Win. Just win, baby, win. Right. They got the special teams touchdown. And at the end of the day, like, the Chiefs are sitting there at 2-0. And if you look at the Chiefs' schedule the rest of the way, they got the Colts, probably a win. Then they got to go to Tampa on Sunday in week four. That's going to tell us a lot about the Chiefs. That's going to tell us a lot about who they are. But for right now, I believe the phrase is, the statements of Patrick Mahomes' demise were greatly exaggerated. He's playing at a high level once again. Yep. W- would you like to apologize? <laughs> would you... I mean... I,
1: I, I'm not going to apologize because it's a long season and you don't know, but I'm still... I'm eating my words. I think Patrick Mahomes is st- is is a great quarterback. He is a fantastic quarterback. He, I just, again, was looking for a little decline without that safety blanket of Tyreek Hill. But really, his safety blanket's still there. And that's, Clyde
0: Edwards-Hilaire now.
1: Well, I and think Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey.
0: And, I mean, you you look down this list, okay? Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Nicole Hardman, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Like... He that that's a pretty good five group of five to throw to, right? And like that's the thing, like MVS before he left, like he was set up to be the one this year for Aaron Rodgers. It was going to be between him and Lazard, and now you throw him. He's probably the fifth or sixth option now in Kansas City, and so like you look at that. They still have tons of weapons, and I think Edwards Hilaire is really filling that hole of Travis Kelsey nicely. He's that dual threat. So far on the year, already 76 yards receiving to go on top of 106 yards rushing. So he's already in that 200-yard range two weeks in. You project that out nine times, you're looking at a guy who's projected at over 1,000 yards, yeah. dual purpose. yeah, And so great weapons there in Kansas City. Yeah,
1: and I'm, I'm telling you right now, though, the Chargers are not a team to overlook. They had this football game won. In my mind, I thought the Chargers early, this game was going to be won by the Chargers. Um, they looked good on both sides of the football. And then Justin Herbert took that hit in the ribs. And was literally wincing. and He tried to scramble out right and turn his body to throw. And he literally couldn't and had to throw the ball away. Um, If his health is in question, and next thing you know, he's out one, two games. That's all the difference in this division because every game matters. And, and
0: I think you look, the nice thing is they do have a little bit of a cushion here with their next two games. So, they have Jacksonville coming in this week, and then they have to go to Houston in week four. So, you do have a little cushion here. But, again, what do you look like without Herbert? What does that offense look like without Herbert? It's Um, Chase
1: Chase Daniel, the most highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL. So, Um, well... He's made the most money, and he's played like seventy and snaps. In can his I part. also
0: say for Austin Eckler, fantasy football owners everywhere, give the man the ball, please. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, Philly, Philly. I, I are are the Eagles that guy? It is the man question. they
1: put the beat down on Minnesota, and, on and I think night. probably the which that was awesome. Can I just say correct?
0: Awesome? I mean. Watching Philly fans do the skull That was fantastic oh, I, love that. I love that I love that You know my hatred Oh I know For those people I yeah. mean I, I should say those people I, I had a very close friend in college Who was a Viking fan I, I have two very close friends Also shout out Into the Valley It's a Phoenix Suns podcast Good <laughs> basketball podcast Pius, Ethan uh, Ryan Love you guys Um, Anyways I, When I look at this I think what Really came to my attention Was How well the Philadelphia Eagles covered Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. The different looks that they Slay, threw, Slay man, Slay. I and it wasn't always the same type of coverage. Sometimes they had one on top, you know, and then like a spy on bottom. Sometimes it was traditional, just two guys running with him the whole time. Every once in a while, they threw a single coverage at him. But I think that that really confused Kirk Cousins a little bit.
1: Man, Kirk Cousins, it's almost like we said that the Vikings were going to be good, right? I thought the Vikings were going to be good. And then Kirk Cousins is like, no, we're not. Right, Kirk Kirk Cousins is going to Kirk Cousins. To me, it's like, you can give Kirk Cousins all the weapons you want. You can give Kirk Cousins a new offense. You can give Kirk Cousins this, but at the end of the day... It's still Kirk Cousins. It's almost
0: like he went back to NFC East Kirk Cousins. Well, like, I said it's well, almost Washington like Kirk Cousins.
1: I almost I compared it on Sunday or on Monday night, and I told Crystal I was sitting there and I said it's like when you said you can't take the Detroit out of Stafford. It's like you can't take that part Washington of Washington
0: out of yeah. Kirk. You
1: can't take uh, you yeah. like
0: that, like that. That was the only
1: he, moment he'll ever be known for. I, think.
0: I the thing that kills me too. Well, and we touched on it a little bit, and we've touched on it like with Aaron Rodgers, how when he panics, you know, like last year in the playoffs, he only looked at one guy. Right. You know, he only looked for Devontae. He only looked for Devontae. I feel like they got a little bit into that where they only were looking for Justin Jefferson. Right. He now, was trying to granted, for- I get it. Right. But he was trying to force the balls in. You know, th- their next leading receiver only had eight targets on the whole day, and that was Irv Smith Jr. Like, I'm sorry, but like. If Irv Smith Jr. is getting more targets than Adam Thielen, you have a huge problem. But again, I think, you know, Kirk just got into that. He's rattled. That Philly crowd was electric. Those two Monday night crowds were fantastic. I mean, Buffalo, those people were smashing tables at like 5 o'clock in the morning. Right. I I mean, I don't (laughs) think there is a less productive city in the entire country than Buffalo, New York was this week. Because nothing got done on Monday. And guess what? Ain't nah. They ain't got done on Tuesday. Yeah, no one was at work. They're all recovering. And so, like, when you look at this now, you look at Philly, and what is this picture in the NFC East? Because man, in the NFC East, all of a sudden you got some dudes playing football. Like you got the Philadelphia Eagles that are two and zero. You got the New York Football Giants sitting at two and zero. Right. Then you got the Cowboys, which, RIP. But I just, I mean, are the Eagles that guy? I said back at our season preview, like, hey, I can see a world where the Eagles have the third best shot in the NFC to get to the playoffs. And right now, they look like the complete package. Yep, Jalen Hurts, pretty solid. Not going to say he was perfect, but I like this evolution of Miles Sanders as a running back too. And if the Philadelphia Eagles become a two-dimensional offense, watch out. Look out. Yeah. And Hurts is such a threat running the football
1: as well and yeah, Philly I I and we said it in our preview. I truly thought Philly was going to be the real deal. Now all of a sudden you got a top to bottom decent division if the Commanders with Carson Wentz actually playing good football It makes it even more enjoyable and more fun to watch.
0: And if that comes back you're looking. I don't know if it's necessarily the best division in football because the AFC West is still very, very good. Right. Um, but I think you're talking probably the second best division in football. Yep. Um, moving on with hurts. Um, we had some hurts going on in NOLA.
1: Man, like the fighting Evans. Yeah, if you're a Packers fan, you lucky. People, you like, saw like, like
0: like we don't have to do with Mike Evans anymore. And, and here's the thing about that whole situation: Tom Brady started that. Tom Brady started that. He did. Period. Yep. And no, no one's blaming our brave white knight who rides in on the horse.
1: No, it was him and you know Lattimore that got into it. Brady was having just a front he always goes to New Orleans and just has the most frustrating nights of his career um, but I think this game hurts Tampa Bay now you go yeah you get to play Green Bay in Tampa and we all know about Rogers playing in Florida but now you don't have Mike Evans you know Julio's questionable Godwin's questionable you know, who are you going to throw the ball to? Perriman? That's probably about it. Right. But um,
0: I, I also look at this game, though. Like, and I want—I hate to pile on Tom Brady with this, but you're 18-34, of only 190 yards and a touchdown. That's horrible. Like, there's no two ways around that. But what my question is, is if Aaron Rodgers acted that way on the sideline. Oh, I know. I... But instead it's, Oh, well, Tom Brady's a competitor. He's fired up. Uh,
1: Ber- Rogers has his moments where he's on the sideline being a prima donna, too. Correct. No,
0: but what I'm saying is... Throwing people, the... Throwing the tablets and all that. People would come down much harder on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Tom Brady's went the golden... On Tom, he's the golden boy. Yeah. He started a fight. He's throwing tablets. And no one's saying, oh, he's such a, He has that fire of a competitor. No. He lost his cool. He was playing bad. He threw a temper tantrum. And then everyone's like, oh, well, it's such great fire from a great competitor. Shut up. It's a dude who's struggling who throws a temper tantrum.
1: I think he's struggling on more than just the football end. There's a lot more going on with Tom Brady. Than I think we know. Right. His family situation. His wife wanting him to retire. I just think we are seeing... A Tom Brady that's not all in right now, and
0: I really wish he would have just stayed retired.
1: Right, like I think everyone does. Like he, go on, on top and he,
0: you know and retire after the Super Bowl, man. Retire last year after the Rams beat you in the playoffs. Like, don't drag yourself through what you're dragging yourself through right now. Right, because here's the thing. If he has a poor performance against the Packers, and after what I watched from that Packers pass defense kind of come back a little bit against the Bears, if they play well and they start clamping down Tom Brady, there's going to start to be a whole lot of conversation. Because, yes, all right, the Bucks won 20-10 on the road, but you look at that one of those touchdowns was a 70-yard interception return. Right. The, I mean, that swings, obviously, a swings the game. But, I mean, you look at an offense that only put up 13 points, against New Orleans, only put up 19 points against Dallas. So this is not an offense that is rolling. Now, this Bucks defense, I mean, we knew. Right. We knew. So I, I don't – I'm just – I'm tired of Tom Brady getting a free pass. Like, he – with the whole deflate gate thing that happened, everyone seems to just wash that under the rug now like it's no problem. He throws tablets. He throws temper tantrums. He starts fights. And everyone's still, oh, he's golden boy Tom Brady. Yep. Do we want to jump in now?
1: I mean, we might as well. Okay.
0: Who who do you want to go first? You can go first. I'm- okay. So, rivalry roundtable time. In, in our show notes, I'm saying this is just a free-for-all because I'm sure we're going to bounce all over the place with this. Um, The first place I want to start. Was that it was nice, as a Packer fan, to see Rodgers get lots of people involved. Granted, Lazard and Cobb. By the way, the return of Rodgers to Cobb, that'll just never get old for me. Ever. Being a Kentucky fan, I have a massive soft spot for Randall Cobb. But what was even more refreshing was that Green Bay Packer defense. In every aspect of the game, I thought the defense played well. Not all the time, but they played well. Where I want to take this conversation more is on the Bears side of things. Number one, I think, like, for me now, I can say the Bears have their guy in Justin Fields without question. And it goes to his post-game comments where somebody asked him about, oh, like, well, what do the fans think, something like that. And Justin said, basically, I don't care what they think. They're not in this room. Because if anyone thinks for a second that anyone in that Bears locker room doesn't hear this talk constantly of, you simply can't beat the Green Bay Packers. You're out of your mind. They live it every day. Right. For Justin to come out and defend his team like that, they got their guy. And that was refreshing. That first drive that the Bears had. I'm sitting downstairs, right where we are right now. That first drive happens. And I said out loud, "Uh uh-oh. That first drive... The Chicago Bears looked untouchable in every aspect of the game. They threw the ball, they ran the ball, the play calling was a genius. They moved Justin Fields in and out of the pocket. David Montgomery, he David Montgomery might be the best jump cut running back in the history of the NFL. He is unbelievable. Um, but I think one thing that worries me from a Bears standpoint was the second that Justin Fields started to struggle, it, it was almost like the Bears play calling. It, they went back to that six-play mode. Right. And we're only going to do these six plays, and we're not going to have any creativity at all. What it seemed like to me, again, I'm an outsider. I don't read up on the Bears as much as you, know, you do it seems like there's not a lot of trust there in Justin Fields. And that was the biggest gripe we had against Nagy last year, was that you have to let your young quarterback make mistakes. Right. When are they going to say, okay, yeah, because here's the thing. That final score doesn't matter. If Justin goes out, throws three or four picks, but you're opening up the playbook, you're getting him used to that environment, And he's making those mistakes. You live with it. He still doesn't have a full season under his belt. But it seems like they're trying to shelter and coddle him all the way through. And that's just not going to help.
1: Yeah. oh, No,
0: I I just, I'm worried that, hey, at some point, they're going to have to cut the reins loose for Justin Fields. And I do not feel like they did that whatsoever. This was a 17-point game. Ten point game. It was a touchdown. Can we it, just? It, it, the, it was a touchdown. But it, it, was it was a, a stupid a play call. Right. But and, it was a and touchdown. And the whole you know shotgun, not shotgun, whatever. At the end of the day, it more than likely was a touchdown. But again, okay. Then you take what was a seventeen point game, and then it it's a ten. Well,
1: it would <sighs> have been a. It would have been a seven. Yeah.
0: But here's my thing. We all know what would have happened at that next drive. It was only a seven point game. We all know. Because 12 had that look. Like, there are just certain games that certain players just get up for. And Aaron Rodgers gets up for the Chicago Bears. It's that simple. He hasn't lost to the Bears. The only win that the Bears have since 2015 was without Aaron Rodgers.
1: In 2018. Rodgers played that game. He was coming back off of... Right, but he played. That, and we he played. But that was the game okay. that the Bears won the division. Clinched the
0: division. So one time.
1: but it, Well, they won... 2015 was the last time the Bears won in Lambeau on Thanksgiving Correct. night when they retired
0: Favre's so number. think about that. Right, that's... I didn't get that. Could you try again? Siri doesn't get it either. <laughs> he just gets up for it. And the post-game where he says something about like, oh, well, I think we've won like 100 whatever times... But nobody in Green Bay is really counting. And he just had that smile. I
1: didn't watch it. I turned it off. He
0: get like <laughs> he just gets up. And so that's like, okay, if it was a 7-point game, it would have been a 6 or 7-minute drive, touchdown, 14-point game over. Like, that's what would have happened. But the play call, man, like, I don't know. I think the biggest concern is that Iber is play calling, Connor, and who who's the new OC? Uh Luke Getze. Yeah, kinda regressed towards the Matt Nagy era well, a little bit in yeah. that game.
1: And all right, can I go Yeah, absolutely. Go? Yeah, all right, go. So my biggest takeaway of this game, the Bears lost this football game in one quarter. Had a bad second quarter. That's when you lost this football game. You couldn't pick up a first down. There was no consistency on the offensive side. You got away from the run. And to me, the Bears have always, their most successful football teams in the history of the Bears have been a run first offense. Now I know that's outside of the new norm of the NFL. You have to have quarterbacks that can make plays, throw the ball down the field. That's part of it. I agree with you 150% that it's time for the Bears to cut Justin Fields loose. Let him throw the football. Throwing the ball 11 times for 70 yards is just absolutely ridiculous.
0: So I want to jump in on this. On their drive that they scored the touchdown, the only touchdown they scored all game, I'm going to just go play-by-play on that drive. David Montgomery, 4-yard rush. David Montgomery, 12-yard rush. Then there was a fumble, called a timeout. Then, because you've just run the ball for 16 yards on your first two plays, who did that open up? Equaminia St. Brown. To the Green Bay 30-yard pass play. 13-yard run, 9-yard run, 3-yard run.
1: I don't get it, man. Right. So, to me, run the football, but then let Justin Fields get in that play action. And there was one play where Justin tried to get cute and hide the football like a fake play handoff and he is got hit from the blind side and I, I I get it. You're gonna you're gonna have those plays and when he does that and it works, we're gonna be like, wow, that was fantastic. Um but the Bears have to let Justin Fields throw the ball. Darnell Mooney, we all talked about Darnell Mooney. How he could be a number one wide right receiver. Well you can't be when you get two targets, one reception for negative four yards. That's Just absolutely ridiculous. And Equinemia St. Brown had two receptions. He was the leading receiver with two receptions for 39 yards. And that big pass play was the flea flicker. Yep. And I'm just waiting for the Bears to open it up. Let Justin Fields make plays. Let him throw the ball downfield. I hope this week is the, hey, we play the Texans. I'm not saying it's an easy game. Cause it's not. It's Lovey Smith coming back to Chicago. But guess what? Let Justin Fields throw the ball downfield.
0: Let he it does, happen. He's got to have more than eleven passing attempts for seventy yards. Right. Like, at the end of the day, <laughs> the thing is, is like I can live with a quarterback, a young quarterback. Again, he doesn't even have a full season under his belt making mistakes that's part of this learning process but you have to let him learn and if he's making mistakes down the field I, again I don't know I, I would assume you can live with that yeah I will live but with the that. thing is and okay you live with this idea like okay Cole Komet had a huge drop huge yeah. drop his one target was a huge drop but I think another thing that I saw at least a little bit from Justin is he's still having to learn to work through those progressions now Granted, he didn't have a whole lot of time to throw because that Packers defense was on one on Sunday night. Yeah. They like they were getting really good rushes off the edge from Rashawn Gary. I the the, the Packers defense played very well. But at the same time, when you're not threatening downfield at all. Yeah. Like I, there there were no throw. I can remember maybe two throws downfield the whole game. One was the flea flicker, and then there was another one, I think it was late in the third quarter, that you know they threw a ball out long, Justin overthrew by 10-15 yards. Okay, those are going to happen. Right. But you have to take those shots because they didn't, and what could the Packers do? Just push up secondary, push up the um, the line. And what you see is you have Preston Smith led the Packers in tackles. Man, I I share your frustration with this because, again, I feel like the Bears regressed a little bit this week. Yeah, well, and I think, again,
1: it's your first true road game and what a place to play it in. Correct. In Green Bay, Um, place where the Bears haven't had much success. But, again, you see Montgomery 122 yards on the ground.
0: He carved them up just um, the whole game.
1: anyone that says oh well we can Khalil Herbert will be just fine we can get rid of Montgomery no, no, no. no. Montgomery is that dude Correct. he is a guy that can literally win you football games if you th- this is the thing if the bears could ever get up and in a fourth quarter situation and run the ball like they did against green bay you you can run the clock out. That's the 7-8 minute drive that drains the clock when all you got to do is turn the ball and hand it off to David Montgomery and I'm waiting for them to start putting in the run pass option with fields and Montgomery where he can pull the ball out of his stomach and rip it if he sees an open receiver.
0: Those are some of the things I think that are coming. Well, and you saw that a little bit with the Packers too. I mean, the thing is is this is probably the most balanced Packers offense I've ever seen because you have, you know, Jones, Dillon, who combined, I'm trying to do math off the top here for 193 yards. So you combine, you know, Rogers 10, 234 yards in the air, 203 yards on the ground. If you open up that RPO for Justin, again, you have to let him make mistakes on those. You can't say, oh, Well, and I was listening to uh, Cap and J-Hood on the way into work on Monday morning, and they were saying the same thing. Like, listen, we can live with losing to the Packers if you're actually trying to grow your quarterback. Right. But where the problem is is if you just try to play it safe, like the Bears aren't going to beat the Packers playing it safe. Collinsworth said it, which I'm very annoyed with Chris Collinsworth. I'm going to get into that in a second but he said like hey the bears are going to have to pull out some tricks tonight to beat the packers they are like with a young quarterback like that you're going to have to pull some tricks out and it just seems like they're unwilling to turn Justin loose
1: yeah and i again i really think that they're going to let him throw the football i think you're going to see a change in that this week because you're not going to win football games throwing the ball for 70 yards this it's it's not going to work it's not going to happen the Bears are gonna be fine. They're gonna learn from this. Defensively, they made some big. They it was a realization. We still have rookies on the outside. This is what's gonna happen. They're gonna learn. You know, they're gonna get better. Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, they're gonna learn. You know, Roquan's gonna Roquan. Eddie Jackson's starting to look like the old Eddie Jackson. I think things are gonna be okay in Chicago defensively. Um, it's a good week to learn, take one on the chin, get a chance to go back home and play the Texans and turn everything well, right. And back I around. think
0: if you look, it's not unrealistic to say that going into that game uh, against the Vikings in week five that the Bears are four and one. three and one three and one Yeah. And I, I, said, like, I don't think that's unreasonable because I think you beat the Texans. The Giants again. Are the Giants really that good? I don't know. Um, which again, I think it's weird that the Bears and Giants are playing back to back years. Anyways, I I look at this as a team that you're. You could still go into that three and one, and then if you somehow find a way to win in Minnesota, which that tough place to play, right? You're four and one. Then you got the Commanders. You you could be five and one. Patriots haven't looked great. Six and one. Cowboys, are they going to have Dak? Are they not going to have Dak? Seven, like This is a football team that the wins are there. Right.
1: Lions, Falcons, Jets. You got the Dolphins. At least you get the Dolphins at home in and November. In November
0: I, there's a chance it's snowing. Right. So, like, the, for this team, the, the road is there in front of them. Now, it is a much tougher back end of the schedule. Oh, no doubt than about it. It is. So, you have to get your wins now because you close – the last five weeks of the year: Packers, Eagles, Bills, Lions, Vikings.
1: Yeah, those are four uh, loss possible losses.
0: You're looking at hopefully, hopefully two and three in those. Is probably your best case scenario. So you got to get your wins while you can, and I think that a great place to start is this week with Lovey coming in.
1: The best part about that back end, right there, though: Packers, Eagles, Bills, Vikings. Four out of those five games are at home. Correct. So you at least got that going for you, which is nice.
0: And so I, in real quick, back to sir. And again, I know like there is no like organizational flow to this at all. Like, but folks, like we, we told you back in season one of this, this is just how Christian and I talk. Like we we we, we bounce everywhere off of this stuff. Um, do the Packers have something with Sammy Watkins? Right. I I mean that three catches, ninety three yards. He and Aaron look like they're kind of getting in sync a little bit. Right. Again, Randall Cobb, three catches, 37 yards. Alan Lazard only had two catches for 13 yards. Um, And so, like, you look at all of this from a Packers standpoint, um, I, I think things are going to start to turn. Again, you look down this list, besides Aaron Jones, who was in the backfield last year, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Ton like you don't like everybody else, Sammy Watkins, new Romeo Duke's new, Christian Watson, new. Like it's gonna take some time for this offense to gel. But again, when you have the run game, the run game can cover a whole lot of wrongs. And I think that if you look at Aaron Jones, if he's gonna be 15 carries, 132 yards. If you're going to get that sort of production, I think that that's something if you are the Green Bay Packers, you you sign on the dotted line right now. And again, you pay Aaron Jones whatever he has to be paid because that is the safety blanket for Aaron Rodgers. You talked about the RPOs with Justin Fields. The amount of RPOs that the Packers had in that Aaron just handed the ball off was unbelievable. Like you look at how they're blocking, you can tell their RPOs. Aaron and what that used to be was, pull the ball out, hit Devontae diving on the ground for seven to eight yards every single time. Now it's hand the ball to Aaron Jones, let him get five or six yards on the ground every single time. So I think there's takeaways for both of our teams. Like that first drive, that's what the Bears offense needs to be. That balanced, again, why they stop trying to stretch sideline to sideline, I don't know, because... You had a Packers defensive line, that the interior of that defensive line with Kenny Clark is the strength of the Green Bay Packers. And then all of a sudden, the Bears started getting away from that. And, you know, they start just trying to run middle, run middle, run middle. And that's where Montgomery's not as effective. He's so fast in his jump cuts that he has. When you get him outside and you give him a little more room, he's not very effective tackle to tackle. Get him outside the tackles, he's gonna be much more effective. Same thing with Justin Fields. Move that pocket, move the defense around. Those are things that they're going to have to do that I did not see them accomplish there in we, And much like Shakira, no our picks lie. Well, no, our no picks fight. don't lie. We're just not very good at them. Um, so as we promised, earlier in the episode. It's story time.
1: It is story time.
0: That, th- this goes to like before I was born, right? Like <laughs> Yes, it does. Okay, so before I was born, mom is teaching, Cindy's Titans. You know, the Titans weren't even a thing no. at this point. Um, so... You go into mom's classroom and like somebody's trying to throw something away, and then you're like, "Hey, no, you got to recycle that." And then some smart aleck fourth grader says, "Like, what
2: are you, Captain Planet?" And it's just stuck. I mean, you fast forward, right? Twenty uh, years. Well, no it was about it. Was about eight or nine more years before Christian's class. Yep. And then it. it there aren't many kids. That know about Captain Planet anymore. Oh. They don't even know about the cartoon, much right. less my nickname. Yeah, and
1: so, I mean, there's still times where you come through the school and I say, Captain Planet, here he is. And that's just awesome.
0: So, live in studio, we are Vrabel from the Fantasy League. Um, once again, you're welcome for not starting Tua. You're welcome. <laughs> Tua by himself for, for not beat me last week. Tua. That There's the game right there again. <laughs> Never in a million years would I have started Tua over Russ last week, but Papa Russ here live. I will say in studio, we got to get a studio. Like I'm gonna, Oh yeah. yeah okay. Let me so, get that yeah. right on the old <laughs> teacher salary. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, pick, recapping week two.
1: Do we have to recap?
0: <laughs> week I don't two? think. Hey. Much like your favorite football team, you live about six and ten. They're built, yeah. Uh, you know you had a little Polish sausage lodged in your hat when yeah. you're ma- making your picks. That yeah. makes it a baker's dozen. Uh, yeah, six and ten on the week for you. Um, but here's what I will give you, okay? Cleveland let you down. I, you know, Baltimore let you down.
1: Vegas, Vegas, what?
0: right. So three of your misses looked
1: really good, right? Um, and you know, I called. I told you I don't pick a team that ties, and correct. The and the Jaguars, hey, paid good off. for
0: you. Um, I went nine and seven. Brett went eight and eight. But hey, big shout out to Brett on the uh, the uh, LR weekly picks on ESPN fantasy. Brett's sitting there eighteen and twelve so far. Yeah. So Brett is picking some football games well. So we do have Papa Russ here live in studio for week three picks. Starting off, I'm not real excited about this Thursday night game. Um, well, Whatever the under is, you're probably, I mean, you got Mitchell Trubisky and Jacoby Brissett as your quarterback matchup there. Oh boy, aren't I excited for <laughs> Thursday night football. To watch Kirk Herbstreit talk about Mitchell Trubisky and Jacoby Brissett, this is like maxin on ESPN. Like,
2: Glad I don't have Apple, correct. so that I don't even have to be tempted to watch I, like, this game. Yeah, this is the first installment of how many games this week are we wanting to ship, ship it, it to, to London. London? Like
0: this is horrible. <laughs> um,
2: I I get I
0: uh, I like I don't even know how to pick this. Uh-huh. First of all, pick Kenny Pickett. Should be the starting quarterback in Pittsburgh. He should be. Trubisky's trash. Always has been. Always will be. I am going to take the Cleveland Browns this week. I think if you still would have had T.J. Watt on the outside for Pittsburgh, if Watt would have been healthy, I think that's a game changer. No Watt. I think Chubb and Kareem Hunt run just absolute crazy horse this week. Give me Cleveland.
1: Uh, I'm – Complete opposite. I want Pittsburgh this week. Uh, I'm a, I am am a believer in Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, yeah. Um, you bought I, a jersey. I did. Sure did buy a jersey. I should have wore it today. That would have been great. Um, but he's the last Bears quarterback to beat the Packers, so I might as well have worn that. So, Congrats. Uh, thank you. But Pittsburgh I like this week. I really do. Um, I like them as road dogs. I think that Pittsburgh goes into Cleveland and wins. I think that game against the Jets is really going to hurt Cleveland. I think their psyche. I think their defense is going to struggle. I think you're going to see Najee Harris run very well against Cleveland. I think you're going to see the first game of Chase Claypool really getting some shots downfield. I like Pittsburgh
2: in this game. A thousand years ago, long before Josh was even born, I liked... Brian Sipe and Leroy Kelly back in the day. I'm going with Cleveland. It's interesting that you call them a road dog. Almost 60% of the people on ESPN are picking Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think Miles Garrett is going to have Mitch Trubisky under glass <laughs> for, for this. I, th- I think he is going to eat them up. But, it's but you know, I'm not a betting man. I think people who bet on football are fools. <laughs> Bet the under, if you're, if you're a fool. Whatever it is, I mean, like you... Was I, it a 38 point? What is it is the over-under even in the 30s? I, well, I would look. guess 38. Trubisky,
0: guess. I, he's 32nd in the NFL in yards per attempt. Like, that's just not very good. Um, New Orleans and Carolina, this is another one, man, that I'm just... Not really fired up about it. I mean you have the Saints coming off a of fight night at home going on the road to Carolina. Uh, I'm so I'm not buying Baker like I'm not buying Baker at all. Um, so give me the Saints to go into Carolina and get the job done.
1: I'm going I'm going with Carolina this week. Uh, I like the matchup of Christian McCaffrey against the Saints defense. I think this is a week that he finally breaks out. If you're Carolina, you got to lean on Christian McCaffrey until he gets injured cuz we all know it's going to get it's going to happen. But if in order for Baker Mayfield to have any sort of success in Carolina, Christian McCaffrey has to be – it's just like what we talked about early in the show about Indianapolis and having Jonathan Taylor. That has to be the guy that you're giving the ball to over 60% of the snaps. Same thing with Christian McCaffrey. I think Carolina gets right at home. I think that
2: Baker starts figuring things out. Give me Carolina. I'm going with Carolina mainly because I've got CMC on one of my fantasy teams. That's the, But I have Michael Thomas on another team. I would hope for the over. You know, but with Jameis throwing sixteen picks a game, and with Baker Mayfield, I mean this is this is a complete a complete coin flip to me. I had no idea, so I guessed with the home team. I mean, I I know I know you're here on LR Weekly for some uh, wisdom and for some uh, hot takes. I have no hot take yet. <laughs> the hot takes are coming, but not not with this game.
0: I got nothing. The hot take is that Patrick Mahomes isn't going to have a good year. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> Like that might go down as Peyton, like when Peyton on the old podcast, Pick the when, Orioles. when he picked the Orioles to win the AL. East. So you,
2: um, I, I do remember you saying Patrick wasn't going to have You got any other great hot takes? Like uh, LeBron, LeBron, is, LeBron is LeBron is is done, or Steph Curry is a terrible shooter, or mm, I know. was kind
1: of hoping LeBron was done. <laughs> <laughs> At least he shaved his hair. Now, well, yeah, so. yeah he's,
2: so he's got that going for him. Yeah, which is
1: nice.
0: Hey, the last successful Bears coach coming back to the lakefront i think it's fitting like with all this talk of moving away from the lakefront that at least lovey gets to come home to the lakefront one more time before they have to go to the racetrack um man like so if you look at this whole thing like home like the home team technically gets like three points from vegas like that's the thing they say like home field advantage is worth three points So if you look at this, I mean, this game moves complete pickle. Like, I mean, nobody, like, you got the Bears minus two and a half on this one. Um, Again, I I think the Bears, and I told you this before we started recording, I think you're looking at a Bears win by double digits here. I mean, if they let Justin loose, you have to let Justin loose. This is a game you're playing at home. The weather's supposed to be about as perfect as it can be. You have the new grass at Soldier Field that hopefully they've been mm. able to drain. I'm not sure. Probably They not. might still be having the Olympic swim trials there. I don't know. <laughs> but if that it with all of these conditions, this is the game you have to let Justin cook. See what I did there? Yep. See what I did there? Yep. Don't let Russ cook. Let Justin, Justin cook. Yeah, I'm
1: going with the Bears as well. Um, obviously, I think that this is a game where you have uh, – Lovey coming home, I think there's going to be some, you know, hey, win one for the Gipper on that side of the ball. Um, But to me, this is the game, if you're the Bears, that your offense needs to get going. All sides, all phases, running, passing, which they ran the ball very well against Green Bay, as we talked about. Mooney's got to get 10 targets this week. Komet's going to have to get, I know he dropped that pass against Green Bay. Komet's got to get targets this week. This is the game to get right. Get your offense going at home. Get Justin's confidence up. Get the offense confidence up. Get the offensive line's confidence up. You know, you're not looking over there on the other side of the ball and seeing that intimidating pass rush as they did in week 1 against the 49ers with Joey Bosa and week 2 with Roquan you know, Smith. Right. And guys, you know, yep. it, so to me, I think this is a game that the Bears need to win and they should win. Give me the Bears.
2: Bears. Stop, Bears. Bears all the way. Houston should be relegated. They I mean there it's are college so teams that that could beat them. I I have no idea how they tied Indianapolis in week 1, which was a pitiful performance on both sides. How do you sides. feel about Ty Christian?
0: I, I never despise okay. Them. okay, shut up. No.
2: But the but the the Bears should absolutely win, which of course means all three of us will lose since right. we all three pick the pick the Bears, which Hey, is that happened
0: on the podcast last week, worked out yeah. really well.
1: Well, really quick though. The over under in the Bears game is more than the Browns Steelers game. The Steelers Browns is thirty eight and a half. The Bears, Bears is
2: forty and a half. Hey, I called thirty eight. That wasn't bad for, uh, for a guy who doesn't. And I think under, like you under. look at that with well with the Bears, I, I think the over.
0: I think the Bears put up thirty five by themselves this week. Oh, I sure hope so. I I, I, re- I think I hope for you because if if for your sake they go one and two to start, <laughs> bad. Yep. Not I, like good. if they if they lose at home to Houston. Then all of a sudden that noise is going to get really, really loud and all of that excitement that has been there is is going to quickly go away. Speaking of a place that no longer has any excitement at all (laughs) is Indianapolis. I mean, first of all, beautiful stadium. Give your running back the ball. I mean, this is a game that Jonathan Taylor is going to have to run the ball because they are going to have to possess the ball. Indy is not going to outscore Kansas City, and if Indy wants any shot at all, they're going to have to possess the ball, give Jonathan Taylor 20 to 25 carries. At the end of the day, though, it's not going to (laughs) matter because the Chiefs are going to win this game by 10, if not 14 points. Um, I agree. I think that the only
1: way you can win against Kansas City is keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Even though I said he was going to have a down year, you know what? Maybe he does have a down year by like ten yards and two touchdowns. But you know, to me, Kansas City right now is. The team that nobody's talking about, and I think they're okay with that. I think they're okay with staying out of the national spotlight. Let everyone talk about Buffalo. Let everyone talk about Miami. We'll just sit back. We'll win our football games. And come and,
0: December, they're just going to be cause saying. Because you're
1: not going to want to go to Kansas you don't City. You not want to else? go to
0: Arrowhead or GEHA or whatever they're calling that place now.
1: Um Yeah, but I like Kansas City. Possess the ball. Absolutely. Keep Patrick Mahomes off the field if you're Indianapolis. If you want any shot of keeping this a close game, you have to have seven, eight-minute drives. You can't take long sacks. You can't make stupid penalties giving yourself long second and third down conversions. That's the only way you're going to beat Kansas City, which I don't think they do.
2: Indianapolis does not have the talent of the Los Angeles Rams. Indianapolis doesn't even have the talent of the Titans a few years ago when they held them for a a long time. Indianapolis has no shot in this game whatsoever. They're not going to rush him with only four, and if you blitz him, he's going to kill you. Indianapolis has no shot, which of course means Indianapolis will tie them. (laughs) You know, <laughs> yeah, so, but time. but but I, th- I think game. I think Mahomes has a chip on his shoulder this year. Everybody everybody's ordaining Josh Allen to be the next pope, and, and you know, football and and but I, I think he says, okay, watch this.
0: Well, and you know, like we talked about earlier, it's not like he has, you know, the Packers wide receiver core to throw. He has part of the old Packers wide receiver core, but with Juju, Nicole Hardman, Edwards, MBS. Hilaire, NVS. And Travis Kelsey, like he, like if I'm the Chiefs, I'm sitting there like we're we still got a good receiving core too, um, man, like I think the game of the week is in South Beach this week, which technically Miami doesn't even play in Miami; they play up in Miami Gardens, which is 45 minutes outside of Miami. But, which
1: is why the Bears could be in Arlington and still be the Chicago correct, Bears, correct? Which people. I'm fine
0: with, um, but game of the week. Take your talent to South Beach. The wagon that is the Buffalo Bills, the best team in football against this upstart that I still like I still don't know what to make of them. Like, yeah, they had this great comeback. Yes, they're 2 and 0, but at the same time, if it's not for a crazy collapse by Baltimore, Okay, are we even really that ecstatic about a one-on-one start for Miami? We're like, okay, Miami's one-on-one. So, I I don't know. I mean, I think we're going to find out a lot. If the Bills go in there and they just absolutely wipe the floor, I think it's about time to just say, okay, the road through the AFC, I think we already think it runs through Buffalo. But if Miami can Miami doesn't have to win this game. Compete. Right. Compete. If you're Miami, you want to compete. Unfortunately, man – Until someone proves otherwise, I'm taking the Bills. I'm taking the Bills to cover, and I'm just riding with Josh Allen.
1: The biggest difference between these two teams, to me, Miami gives up 35 points at home to the Baltimore Ravens. The Buffalo Bills have a defense. Yes, they do. They have two phases. Miami showed us that their offense can put up points. Their defense, though, struggled in the first 45 minutes of that game to stop any answer for, uh, for Lamar Jackson or Rashad Bateman or any of those guys on the outside. Mark Andrews torched Miami's defense.
0: What are the Bills going to
1: do? The Bills' defense is tough they shut down king henry on monday night now granted is king henry still king henry we are we have yet to see that but to me the buffalo bills defense is greater than the miami defense and as you know a teacher would say if one is greater than the other you got to go with this one right so buffalo wins buffalo covers and i think you see that if miami's defense cannot stop the bills offense then we're going to see, okay, Miami's defense is just struggling to stop anybody that can score points.
2: Buffalo's offense is, is above reproach right now. There's, I mean, I, I don't know any defense that would stop them except for their own defense. They, they travel. They traveled to Los Angeles and they held them to 10 points. Stopping the Titans. Well you don't want to talk about my Titans. But but their defense travels. Right. When you have a defense it travels and and you know, I'm not ready to anoint Tua yet. He had a good half. His first half stunk. They were down three touchdowns. And so, you know, I I'm going I'm going with Buffalo and, like like the rest of you, but I but it but it, there's a possibility it could be closer.
1: Yeah, and I think you're right. That two only played a second half. Can't do that against Buffalo. No, if they it's, do that
0: against Buffalo, they'll be down 35. Yeah. Um, can I pick last on this next one? Yeah,
1: because I know exactly where you're Jeez. going, but it's uh, you're going to be bummed out because I'm going to steal your thunder. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm picking Detroit over Minnesota this week, and this is why. I think Minnesota just showed right – or sorry – The Eagles showed how you beat the Vikings. You shut down Justin Jefferson. You make Kirk Cousins feel uncomfortable in the pocket. You play good defense. You win football games. I think Detroit's offense is one of the most underrated parts of football right now. Amarad St. Brown. DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. Jared Goff is a guy that's... If you give him weapons, he showed that. In, when
0: he was in with the Rams, he can make plays, he can score points. Which, did you see Amon Ron's press conference today? Yes. Where he said, I look across that sideline and I remember every single team who didn't take me. And I'm, but I'm like, yeah. Guess me up, buddy.
1: Yeah. I think Detroit beats Minnesota this week. No, I picked Minnesota to win the division. I think if this happens, Detroit beats Minnesota this week. And In Minnesota, we all have to take a step back and go, uh-oh, something's up in the NFC North.
2: I think you're begging the question. The Lions allowed the Commander Redskins to score the Redskins. 27 points. Right. The Eagles scored 38 points on them. I don't think Detroit has a defense. Now, they can try to stop Justin Jefferson – but please Kirk Cousins, I'm begging you. I have Adam Thielen on my fantasy team. He is a good receiver. Please get him the ball. I'm going with the hot dish eating Minnesota Vikings this week. No, no, no. no.
0: Listen, folks. Dan Campbell <laughs> Dan Campbell and the Detroit Football Lions, folks. The Motor City
2: is back. You hard knocks, love and wanna be Yes, he, love, he loves. His
0: I love me hard knocks. In fact, so one of our SROs uh, at school is a huge Lions fan, and he like listen. If you wear Detroit Lions stuff. You have my respect if you don't have a paper bag over your head. Football. Right. And so like, here's here like honestly, man. Yeah, I'm gonna hop on this Dan Campbell train because I, I can't pick the 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 Skull. The, 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 yeah, that one. Skull. Okay, like no. <laughs>
1: When the Philly
0: fact, fans were doing it. it yes. cool. I, wish, I wish
2: we were on YouTube right then because his face got really red when we did that. Yeah. I hate.
0: No. Give me. The Eminem is creeping up. Eminem went to training camp with the Lions. I mean, it, it, everything is coming up. Dan Campbell, give me Detroit by at least a touchdown.
1: Uh, I I think it's going to be close. Minnesota, Baltimore.
2: Minnesota's at home, right? Yes. I don't. Okay, care. I'm just, just check, just chill, go, <laughs> <stall. laughs>
0: idiots. Anyways, Baltimore at New England. Uh, again, like I, this week. First of all, football's undefeated. We know that. Um, I this is another one. Like Baltimore laying three on the road, three point favorites on the road, but again. Does anyone trust the New England Patriots right now? Because I sure don't. You look at their week two performance against the Steelers, bruh. Like, turns out that that was the game last week that we should have shipped to London because none of those offenses could do a single thing. Like, it was punt, punt, punt. It was horrible. I think Baltimore, like, Baltimore, if the Ravens don't have a chip on their shoulder after last week, there will be nothing that gets a chip on that shoulder Uh, I think their defense has to refocus. I mean, the offense, what more do you want? I mean, they put up 38 points. What more do you want from your offense? That defense is going to buckle down. I think three is very, very generous. I think we're probably looking more seven, if not 10. Here for Baltimore, give me the Ravens.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with the Ravens too. Um, I have always been a believer that the Bears made the right decision over Mac Jones. I I think Mac Jones is not a quarterback that is going to win you games. He's the quarterback that will not lose you games. I don't think he can go out and win you a football game. I think what he needs to win football games is the head coach, Bill Belichick. I think Bill is able to scheme wins for the Patriots. However, I see nothing... In New England right now, that gives me any sort of confidence that they are in any sort of position to win football games. Their offense looks abysmal. Their defense might be able to hold their own. But this week, against Baltimore, a very angry Baltimore Ravens team that just got absolutely exposed on the defensive side of the ball in Miami. I think embarrassed is is the I think they're coming out for blood. On Sunday afternoon.
2: New England has scored 24 points in two games. That's not good. There is nothing that instills any confidence, you know, uh, unless unless Josh McDaniels gets fired again in Las Vegas and comes back home to pop-up. Um, no, they're not I, – I, you can scheme Lamar out of the ballgame. I don't know if there's talent enough on New England's defense to do that. It, it takes a high level of defensive scheming because my Titans did it one year, but it's um, – I don't think New England's doing. It. All three of us going with Baltimore. Jets, jet, jet, jet.
0: Hosting. I gotta say, probably to this point the most underperforming team in the NFL right now. Cincinnati. I mean, I don't think. I mean, maybe throwing the Titans, but again, like you, Dan, you and I talked about on the phone. Like, okay, but you took away. The offensive line is in shambles and you took away all their wide, literally all their wide receivers. There's no and wide receiver. Robert target. Woods cannot carry a team. Nope. Yet. Um but I think like you look at the Bengals, like I mean, the sky was the limit. And you have, you know, Joe Burrow, like no one's panicking, trying to do his best. R E L A X impersonation over there. I uh, this is a must win for the Cincinnati Bengals. Period. If you start out 0-3, I mean, there was already a thing that since the playoffs expanded, or since they went to this new playoff format, not a single team who has started 0-2 has made the playoffs. Not a single one. Cincinnati's got a massive uphill battle to climb. However, it's the Jets. The curse of the butt fumble still remains for the Jets. I'm taking Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, I'm also on Cincinnati as well. I just I cannot trust Joe Flacco. Joe
0: Flacco. I
1: just do not I can't um what a what a comeback win for the Jets last week. But it is at home. It's in New York. I'm sure that stadium for the first time in a long long time is going to be hopping on Sunday. Might however, However, I think the Bengals all understand this week is a must win, game. Burrow and that offensive line better get on the same page and they better get right because if he's on his back as much as he was last week, the Jets are going to have a chance to win this football game. And
0: can we just say this about the two most overrated food cities in America? Skyline Chili is horrible and New York City Pizza is also horrible.
2: Moving on. I'm going with Cincinnati. They've lost two games by a total of six points. I mean, they're, they are just that close to being two and zero, oh. and I just I just can't believe that Joe Flacco can outplay Joe Burrow. <coughs> Joe Flacco. I just I just I cannot believe it. I like Salah. I think he's probably a really good coach. Like Dan Campbell is probably. They're very emotional. They're very. I mean, they look football when you look them in the face. But I, Jamar Chase. Uh, I, just, I It's got to be Cincinnati. They've they've got to pull one out at some point. Cindy's Titans hosting. The Raiders, and this is a game,
0: man. That like again, preseason was one that I think you would circle, and be like, wow, this is a great high level football game, and then all of a sudden we turn around and combine record of zero and four, and just like there's nothing that excites me here. That I saw a great, I don't know if it was a tweet or if it was a headline. But all it said was the Tennessee Titans deserve better than Ryan Tannehill. I, they do. I mean, Tannehill has been abysmal the first two weeks. The Titans organization as a whole has been abysmal the first two weeks. I mean, you lose at home to the Giants, that's one thing. Losing to the Bills, fine. But to get embarrassed, I'm like, they got embarrassed
2: on Monday night football. No, the mo- your mother says the reason why is because they did more sure. ugly. They, 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 I know. I heard uniforms. her on the phone. I'm like, i never, I'm never discounting that ever again since she beat me that one year. And Correct. So, when so all she just... did was pick the team with the pretty uniform.
0: Ut- That's the dumbest thing, ever, <laughs> by the way.
2: Can I have? Can I? Can I have the floor, please? Yes. They're not only Cindy's Titans. They're my Titans, and my <laughs> Titans stink. <laughs> they're horrible, man. With table one down and may not be playing. That 60 percent of a really good offensive line we had last year gone. AJ Brown gone. Derrick Henry time has caught up with Derrick as well as a bad offensive line. Defense got no confidence. They have no confidence because they just got run over and beat up like they were. So, Tennessee has lost all of my confidence. I'm picking Oakland. I'm all I, they started in Oakland when I was a kid. I know they moved around a lot. I still call them Oakland. Hey, okay. Raleigh,
0: yell at him, too, not just me. Yeah, man, I was going to say, R- R- Raleigh's going to get on it. Bring it, Phil. Yeah, right. And, like, now we're going back to 12-year-old baseball. But here, here's the thing that shocks me, like, when you look at the Titans. Like, over the course of two games, Derrick Henry only has 107 yards over two games he's only averaging three yards a carry like this is a titans team that it has no identity they can't throw the ball and we said last he's getting year, hit in the backfield right and how many times last year do we say that Tannehill's a quarterback who you will never win because of you will never win because of ryan Tannehill? you can you could last year win because of derrick henry it's not there again man like the titans are going to start zero three that's the panic button that has been smashed Give me the Raiders. Of the 0-2 teams
1: that are sitting 0-2 right now, you're gonna be surprised to hear that the Raiders are in the most trouble, and this is why. It is simply because of the division that they're in. Oh. You have Kansas City, you have the Chargers, you have the Broncos, who I am going to tell I'm gonna talk about in a second. But that division that you're in and you start 0-2. In a game against the Cardinals that you should have won. In the game week one that you could have won against the Chargers. And now all of a sudden you're sitting 0-2. And you are staring down games against the Titans. Which is the most winnable game in your next three. Because you got against the Broncos and against the Chiefs. Of those three, the most easy winnable game is the Titans. The well, Raiders are in trouble.
0: And then if you look at the Titans, if Tennessee wins this football game, they're technically like a half game out of first place. Because if the Texans lose to the Bears, they go to 0-1 or 0-2-1. Yep. The Colts will be 0-2-1. The Titans, if they win this, will be 1-2. And then Jacksonville, who we're going to talk about in a second, they got to go... To L.A., they're probably going to fall to 1-2. Tennessee at 0-3 could generally be could one game, game out of first place. It could only be one right. game out of first place with that. But again, right. Right? Which is exactly what you were saying it, about the 0 It doesn't matter versus. because Vegas is just going to win this football
1: game. Right. So I And I'm, I'm picking Vegas. I think that whatever... Um, Devonte Adams over yards is this week. You take, take it because he's got to
2: get targeted more than seven times. Right, two catches, right, got to be
1: right. And I think that's what's going to happen this week. It's going to be the get right game for Carr and Devonte. Devonte's going to have over a hundred receiving yards. The Raiders are going to put up points. They are easily going to cover that two points. That's the old Devonte,
2: which means. Tighten up, baby. Means we got a shot. All three of us picking Oakland. Right. We go, we go, we tighten up. Christian, it is now time to fly, fly, Eagles fly
0: on the road to victory. This team's a unit right now and going into the commanders, FedEx Field. By the way, is there a more depressing stadium on a, any given Sunday than FedEx Field? Oh, it's like, a, it's in a terrible like, location? It's it's in a horrible location to land over. They, It's like a 94,000-seat stadium that they, on average, put like 40,000 people in. Philly is going to invade Washington. I almost made a horrible joke about relocating and you know, all that. Oh. But that would be insensitive. We can't do that. <laughs> uh, Eagles over the Commanders. I, I'm going to say this. I think that 6.5 is very, very low. Yeah.
1: I... Th- I- Josh, I'm gonna say that I think this game's gonna be a little bit closer than we think, only because I think Carson Wentz wants to have the game of his you life. That? That's that's Kirk Cousins. Okay. <laughs> but Carson Wentz.
0: He got he got kicked to the curb.
1: I he's got a chip on his shoulder this week. He is preparing with a chip on his shoulder. I think he's going to play his tail off. In a losing effort because the Eagles are just dominating football games right and, now. And
0: like you said earlier, defense travels. And I think that you know the biggest thing that I take away from Philly Monday night was that defense. I mean, if you can shut down Justin Jefferson, there's not too many people in the league who I would say you can't shut down.
2: Who did the Commanders have that are anywhere close to like, Justin no Jefferson? One. No, no, or, or Dalvin Cook,
1: right? So, Antonio
2: Gibson's pretty tough. I still don't believe in Jalen Hurts. J- I mean, just just show show me some more. And I think Ron Rivera can maybe scheme up a little bit more defense. It might be closer than some people think, but I think the Eagles are gonna are gonna beat the. This beat is Washington. scary because we are picking. There's a lot very of the same, yes. similar, of, yes. which means we could all go like two and fourteen. This Correct.
0: Week. Uh, a game. If I'm the Chargers, like you gotta have this one um, again. You referenced it earlier. That division, like you can't far fall too behind in this division. Right. Because you can't make up ground in this division. I mean, Kansas City is playing very well. I, they're not playing very well, but they're doing enough to win, I yep. think is the important thing. They're winning football. Games. The AFC West is a three-team division. Correct. And that, I think, is probably one of the only – like, I mean, if you were to line up Chiefs, Chargers – Raiders. I, I mean, you give me any of those three teams, I think they can beat anyone in football on any given night. Maybe, say, Buffalo.
2: It's I, a little bit like the Big Ten in college basketball. They're going to end up beating each other up. Right. Yep, and then choking in the Turner. Anyways. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, nice.
0: Anyway, I'm sorry. And then someone's going to come back, hey, I remember St. Pierce. Yeah, when was the last time a Big Ten team won a national championship? And anyway. Anyways. Um, with this one, I think... I think a lot of this hinges on the health of justin herbert yeah a lot of this now do i think that the chargers have enough talent to cover up against the jaguars if justin herbert can't play yes i do and for the love you have a guy in the backfield his name's austin eckler
2: you fantasy. It. fantasy use fantasy it.
0: yes use it, please but i think even with I'm not 100% Justin Herbert. The Chargers get the job done.
1: Okay. This is a pick that I'm... I'm picking the Chargers, but I want to put an asterisk. If Justin Herbert is out, I'm picking Jacksonville. And this is why. I think Chase Daniel is not good enough to win you a game. He is much like a Matt Ryan that is going to be immobile in the pocket. The Chargers offense is built around a guy that is mobile in the pocket. It helps guys like Austin Eckler, like Mike Williams, like Keenan Allen to be able to get open, to buy time in the pocket. Chase Daniel can't do that. You know how I know? Use the Bears back up.
0: Well, even you look at this, Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen are both still questionable. Right. Keenan Allen doesn't even play last week. Right. So I, there's lots of question marks there that I think will probably be answered today when you're listening on the pod on Thursday that'll get answered in this injury
2: report that comes out for the Chargers today. The Jaguars are, I think they've turned the corner, boys. Mm-hmm. They're sneaky good. They're sneaky good. The problem is if Herbert's well, you're facing that defense. You're facing Justin Herbert. You're facing yeah. – I picked the Chargers too, but all of this is dependent on Justin Herbert. I mean, football has become a one-position a one sport. If you've got a decent quarterback, you can win any week, anyhow. And San Diego got their guy. San Diego? They're in L.A. I'm an old man. It's all right. They still
0: have the coolest uniforms in all football. You no, know, the, the without the, question, those powder blues, yeah. the powder blues they, with the lightning bolt. Yep, that's Fantastic. And, and it's
2: a shame that they're playing at home and they have no fans. Oh like, <laughs> no, no, that's the thing. Like if, you, but yeah. Jacksonville's not going to travel. No, no one's <laughs> going to. Tra- you know what? The ones from London might come across the pond <laughs> to see them play. And they're going to they're going to
1: ship themselves from London. Yes, correct. this is the rare. Here, here you go from London. If you
0: yeah. wanted to go to this Chargers Jaguars game. I'm gonna say twenty-five bucks. Way too high. Seventeen. Still too high. Are you kidding? The cheapest ticket that you can get for this game is sixteen dollars. You can go to an NFL game in LA for sixteen dollars. That's like buying Louisville. That's like
2: buying University of Louisville tickets at Costco.
0: Tickets (laughs) correct. You can buy two tickets for eighteen dollars each. And these, I mean, sure, okay, you're up in the corner away from everything, but you can get... You can probably move down. Listen, you can get 50-yard line seats for under $150.
1: Can't do that anywhere else in football.
0: Nowhere else in football. You can get 50-yard line in the upper deck for $29 for this foot... Like, no one's going to go to this football game.
2: No one is going to go... What a to waste this of a beautiful team. stadium and an incredible football now, team.
0: Rams, right? But it's it's interesting. I don't think LA is a two football team town. Jumping to the other LA football team, that this is a ginormous Divisional football game. game, huge. I would say with division implications, probably the biggest game of the weekend. Yep. Um, I mean, you have the Cardinals coming off of just that absolutely. Insane comeback against Vegas. You have the Rams, who I don't want to say they got right last week. Um, I still think there's lots of question marks there. When you only beat the Falcons by four, there's still lots of question marks there. Yes, you're trending better, but I still have lots of question marks. But I'm still still going with this idea that, all right, if it's not for a collapse, if it's not for blown – Defensive coverages. Your Arizona loses that football game. I'm I'm going to go with the Rams having their get right game on the road. I think a lot of that too. You know, you open home home coming off of a Super Bowl. That's a whole lot of pressure. That's a whole lot of noise. I think getting out of that, getting into the desert for this Rams team will be good.
1: Yeah, it's not a long trip. Either. It's
0: not a long trip. Give me the Rams on this one.
1: Yeah, I'm going. I'm going the Rams. However, I think that this, this is a coin flip game. I really, truly believe that, and this is why. I think Arizona has the an opportunity this week to be the second best team in this division. Okay? You win this game, all of a sudden now, you are the second best team in this division. I just do not see a world... Where
2: may I ask you a question? Second behind who
1: the, the 49ers? Okay.
2: I think now with okay. Garoppolo, <laughs> wait,
1: the 49ers hot
2: take pointer. <laughs> yes, just wait. I, just, I, go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted.
1: No, no, I truly think. That whoever wins this football game now is the
0: second best team in this what division. What is it about the NFC West that just causes you to... I'm just like telling anything you. anything that's in the West. Because you had the hot take that Patrick Mahomes <laughs> wasn't going to be great. Last year you had the Arizona Cardinals. I was right gonna, about that one. For 15 weeks. The problem is that's, it's an 18-week <laughs> season, bud. And now you're out here saying that the San Francisco 49ers... The
1: Rams are going to win this football game. They're going to be the, the <laughs> second best team in this division. I, I'm i just not sold on this. The Niners
0: this. lost to the Bears.
1: But that was with Trey Lance. I am telling you the 49ers are a better team with Jimmy Garoppolo as quarterback. They are a consistent team. They're going to win games. That defense now, I, there is just a sigh of relief in San Francisco right now. But again, we're picking this game. Anyway, I'm picking the Rams.
2: All three of us are picking the Rams. I don't know how long... The Arizona quarterback's gonna study film when you can run around like a chicken with your head cut off right for twelve seconds. And then just, throw, throw and just throw, Or just run into the end zone because you're faster than anybody else. Right. There is there is no question he was the quintessential athlete on the field last Sunday okay. and nobody could stop him. But I don't think I don't think the Rams defense is going to be as undisciplined as right. the as the Las Vegas boy, that was hard to say. <laughs> Raiders were um, Which can we talk about a cool stadium? Well, the Death Star, But the, but the but I but I think the Rams will pro it up. They're they're they're, they're going to show how professional they are, and I think they win by more than a touchdown. And I think I understand what you're saying now about the Niners. Here's a crazy one. This
0: is a pretty big football game. This Rams Cardinals game. You can go to this game for twenty dollars.
1: Why is it so expensive to go see our teams?
0: Well, because your team literally plays like a high school stadium with only sixty thousand seats. Yeah, that's true. There is that.
2: Uh, but Chicago is a—it's it's a, a huge sports. Market. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, huge market. The Bears own Chicago. Nobody in Phoenix cares about the Cardinals. Right. That's true because they're all too worried about who their basketball owner is
0: going to break really? next. Anyways, moving on. This
2: is the one that
1: I would like. To ship, ship it to, to London. London.
0: Thank you. I was gonna say the exact same thing because my apologies if I'm not getting excited for a matchup between Marcus Mariota and Geno Smith. Like, I just this does not really tickle the old fancy here. Um, I, I don't it, it is like it is truly a coin flip. Like ESPN has this at even right now. It's as even as it can be the over-unders 42. So you're saying 21-21. Uh, like no one's really excited about this football game. I know I am definitely not excited about this football game. But I think when you look at trips, cross-country trips are always hard. And moving from Atlanta to Seattle, you're going from inside to Definitely outside. Seattle, regardless of how their team is, is always a very difficult place to play. I think you look at Mariota really struggling with that crowd noise. Um, I think he's going to be running for his life the whole day. I think Seattle probably takes this by a touchdown to 10 points.
1: Yep, I'm uh, sticking with Seattle as well. Gino Smith-Birds. Yep, Gino Smith-Birds just because Seattle's at home. Um they played well against Denver at home. And on those bases, I'm picking Geno Smith
2: at home. Once again, Atlanta, 0-2, but 0-2 by five points, boys. I don't trust Gino for the life of me. I realize the 12th man is going to be loud, and you know, the National Geologic Survey is going to, you know, they're going to have rumors and tremors and stuff. I'm going against you. I'm going with Marcus Mariota and the and the Atlanta Falcons because they have they have genuinely surprised me this year. Peace up, A town down.
0: Who? Ah, uh, Aaron Rodgers has to play in Florida and that never goes well. Like I mean, it just doesn't. Um th- this is going to be a tough game for the Packers. I mean, that that's what this is. I mean, you have the Bucks that are 2 and 0. Um however, like we touched on earlier, no Mike Evans for the Bucs. And I think that is a much bigger problem for the Bucs. Um, because I, I think the Packers interior run game um, is very, very good. I don't think Leonard Fournette is going to be able to get as much ground as you might see. But again, it's Aaron Rodgers having to play in Florida. He never plays well in the state of Florida. Ever for the second straight week I am picking actually the third straight week I am picking against the Packers and I'm taking Tampa to win this football game You
1: ready for a real curveball I'm picking the Packers and this is why I'm picking the Packers Cuz
0: you want them to lose
1: No this is not true at all But you do want them I 20. do want them to lose <laughs> I want them to lose Thus very badly. That's the difference
0: between you and me. However. I root for your team. No,
1: false. You do not. I
0: want your teams to do well. But
1: anyways, That there's something deep within you that's evil and picking <laughs> the Bears last week. How is
0: it evil? Because I thought that.
1: Ba- yeah, okay. Anyways, wow. I'm picking Green Bay and this is why I think right now as we sit here, Aaron Rodgers is in better shape than Tom Brady. Not only physically, but mentally. I think the things going on off the field with Tom Brady is much bigger than we are all talking about. I think, I honestly believe that there is a slight chance that Tom Brady retires in the middle of the season to save his marriage. Because I truly think right now his wife's like, I need you at home. It's time, Tom. You're 7,000 years old.
0: It's time to come home. Well, and you look, if they lose this week, if the Packers are going to win this week, they got the Chiefs next week, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're 2-2, two and two, you're on that struggle bus. i, I...
1: That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm picking Green Bay, and I'm picking them because I think last week they proved the, the run game for them opens up their pass game, and it doesn't matter if you have Devontae Adams or not if you run the ball like that.
2: I'm picking the Packers. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are equal in the quarterbacking department, in my mind. They are both quintessential, outstanding, amazing quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers has more talent at his disposal than Tom Brady does. I'm going with the pack.
0: I hope you guys are right, man. I would love to be Tom Brady. I went on a... 25 minute rant earlier about how much i just can't stand tom brady he's the golden boy he's the kid who was never actually punished by his parents
1: captain you planet know. i will gladly be wrong in that game anyway, <laughs> yeah, i'm sure you will uh
0: <laughs> niners in denver um i you're over here saying that the niners are like the best team in football or something nope, crazy that's thing not like what that. i said at all but okay um
2: I, this is a game. Russ has to play this game and Russ has to play well. The coach has to coach. You can't, you can't throw the ball 18 times and, out of 22 times in the red zone and expect to succeed. No, hey, I've I ju- jumped in on your Dan Orlovsky Got kind of an idea here. Yeah. The hey, coach has to step of up. Of Dan, yeah. And speaking of
0: Dan, your close personal Twitter friend, hey Dan Orlovsky. Me and Dan, we go way back to yesterday. Um, hey, <laughs> way back to yesterday. <laughs> you know, it'd be a really good idea in the red zone to give Javante Williams the Football, and it would be a really good idea if Javante Williams in the red zone would, would f- hold on onto to f- yeah. said football again. Shameless fantasy plug there, but again, I think this is a really, really interesting game. And whoever wins this, I think, can look at this game as a pivot point for the rest of their season. And if you lose this, I the difference between two and one and one and two for these two football teams specifically is ginormous. I don't think that it can be understated how big of a game this is. Um, the only thing I kind of worry about with the Niners, and I know people are like, oh, the altitude does. Altitude matters, man. Like Denver, that that's a different environment that you're having to go play in Sunday night. I don't know how much. I mean, I know you say they got Jimmy G back. All that, all that's fine and good. I got to ride with my fantasy quarterback, Broncos Nation. Let's ride. Give me Russell Wilson's horses. All
1: right, so. I did not say San Francisco is the best team in football. But San Francisco, unfortunately, because I would never wish injury upon a young quarterback like Trey Lance, they got better last week. They have more confidence in Jimmy G. The fan base has more confidence in Jimmy G. And I think, honestly, the players have more confidence in Jimmy G. This is also a team without George Kittle right now. Everyone forgets that the San Francisco 49ers have not had George Kittle. That is a huge part of that offense. They lost Elijah Mitchell week one. Huge part of that offense. I am telling you, when Kittle comes back, if Mitchell is able to come back, with Jimmy G, the San Francisco 49ers just got better. This football team has more belief in Jimmy G, and there's a little contract that tells you that. No backup quarterback in the NFL is given that much money. No one. To stand on the sidelines. They knew... They have confidence in him. They know they need him on that sideline. He is going to prove this season that San Francisco has me for a reason. And then Trey Lance questions are going to arise in San Francisco. The 49ers are better. They're going to win this football game. Denver is the most overrated football team in the NFL. Russ Wilson, he can cook all he wants. I love him. He is not as good as he once was. I'm taking the Niners.
2: And seal him a little bit of Jack Nicholson. You need Jimmy G on that wall. You want Jimmy G on that wall. Yep. And so, I'm going with the Niners, too. I understand what you're saying. I think it's a hot mess in the coaching. He, he, he coached poorly in the first game with the, the the timeout or the kick, and he kicked 64 yards, and that was – and he, he owns up to it. I, th- yep. I think he's a little bit overwhelmed, and I think he's leaning a little too much on letting Russ cook. Well – Russ burnt the biscuits Yep, and I'm not sure it is on the road but I'm riding with the Niners because I think they're going to decrease their offensive package and I think they're going to be more efficient
0: as entertaining as this past week's Monday night games were on paper this one Cowboys and Giants like I
2: it's 13 to 9 kind of a game I
0: seriously it might be um
2: but at but, least we get
0: to listen to Joe Buck. Yep. That, you know, that excites me. Um, I'm going to take the Giants. Again, two straight weeks, betting against Cooper Rush. You, It might be an instance of fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me here. Uh, but I just do not have the confidence that Cooper Rush is going to go on the road and be able to take down the Giants. I am going to take the Giants.
1: I'm going with Cooper Rush's stars, baby. Uh, I'm. That's. I, I just. I can't. I can't buy into the Giants yet. I just. I can't buy into Daniel Jones. I. I get it. Brian is doing a fantastic job in New York. They got the right coach. I don't think they have the right quarterback. I just don't. I don't. You can't get me to believe in Daniel Jones. He, so instead, that, I'm picking Cooper Rush, which I don't know how right, much better that but is. And but. Here's
0: what we am going to say about the Giants, though. I feel like they finally have evened out with Saquon. Oops. I feel like they're not only leaning on Saquon anymore, because for so long it was Saquon and only Saquon. I feel like one of the things that this new regime has done with New York is that they've balanced things out a little bit. And yeah, Daniel Jones might not be that guy but so far through the year 364 yards three touchdowns and an interception very respectable when you have Saquon Barkley in the backfield what the Giants have done is exactly what the Colts should be doing let Matt Ryan throw for on average 180 to 200 yards a game but they give the ball to your all pro in the backfield exactly what the Giants are doing lots of teams could take notes
2: from them That's why I'm leaning a little bit more towards New York in this. The difference in this game is you, I think it was ESPN, I think it was NFL Live, called Micah Parsons the next coming of LT. Uh That dude is must-see TV. Number 11, you never know where he's going to line up. You can't scheme for somebody who can go all over the place like him. And he was by far the best player on the team when Dallas eliminated Papa Russ from his eliminator challenge. This week, because I thought without Dak, since he surely could beat him. All that being said, I think it's going to be like a a 16-9, 13-12 kind of game. The New York football giants are 2-0 with a four-point differential over two games. I just – I don't trust them either, but I don't know what kind of magic Brian Dayball is doing because they're actually playing. I mean, they went from a team that was lifeless – to a team that actually has some they got some juice. I'm picking the Giants. I but it could easily be thirteen twelve either way. Plus they got Wandale. Well he's injured, but yeah.
0: Anyways, I are locks of the week looking going against the spread. I there are lots of them this week that I'm like that seem to me to be very, very clear cut. That shouldn't even be a question. I you like I look the Bears minus two and a half I think that's about as clear-cut easy of a call as you He's can doing have that on
1: purpose he is so doing that on um, purpose.
0: I look at Baltimore even at New England I think that with how poor New England is but man I I can't get over the fact that the Chargers are only minus seven against Jacksonville um but again that all hinges on if Justin Herbert is going to play. With that, my lock of the week is the Chicago Bears.
1: Wow. My lock of the week, Cindy is not going to like. <laughs> Mr. Russell is also not going to like it. It is the Raiders.
2: I Raiders. I picked them to beat I my
1: Titans. I, I just think two is after the performance in week two, minus two. Is I think the Raiders could easily win this game by ten plus points.
2: My lock of the week comes from the mile high city. I think the 49ers are going to throttle the Denver Broncos. I love it. I th- I think I think Russ is gonna burn the biscuits again. He's gonna he's back there looking for something, and I don't think the coach has him reined reined in enough to do well. So that might help you with your fantasy pick on <laughs> what kind of, what kind of quarterback you want to you want to choose, but uh, I think the Niners are the lock of the week. So I think you and have Shout out Chris Ball.
0: I think you have a lot of interesting games this week, but I think you also look you have some that are just kind of yawners. Um but
1: but you never know. You I,
0: again, you never know. I mean, the Cowboys and Dragons could come out and each put up 42 points. I mean, you, you never know. Uh, and that is the absolute beauty that is the NFL. So from us here at LR Weekly, enjoy week three. We will talk to you next week.